Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Comes KU, McCuller, to Furphy. Good ball move, Dickinson, a third three. Oh, he Dickinson cannot miss. Oh boy, King on the steal. But Harris steals it right back like a free safety on an interception. Up the floor to McCullough and a two-hand jammer. Now Perry with a steal. Back to Gasson for the bucket. K-State got a big hoop there. Gasson with four. It's 23 to 20. And here come the Cats with four seconds to go. Tyler Perry from long range and he hit that one. Wow, Tyler Perry. Thomas Morstead will get the belt high long snap and a right-footed punt. He is sent down the far side. Backpedaling is Davis. The catch on a squad at the 12. Breaks a tackle 15 up the middle of the 20. Breaks a tackle 30. Foot race to the 40. Down the near side 50. On the numbers the 40. He's going to go. The 20, the 10. They'll chase him, but they will not catch him. It's a punt return touchdown. 87-yard return. Final play. 2.8 seconds to go. Fears will inbound. It's Walker. Walker at half court. Across. Take it away. And an early season stunner in East Lansing. And good Tuesday morning, everybody. We're back here on the Morning Blitz. Of course, broadcasting 1025 UROC, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Also, of course, online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. Glad you're with us on a Tuesday morning, November the 7th. Boy, if you didn't get your sports fix last night, I don't know what was. I was in the command center downstairs, as I like to call it, in my house, watching. Uh, I had two basketball games on and Monday Night Football on. Uh, and boy, that was that was overload. That was overload to say the least, Christian. Uh, my goodness, that was a lot. <laughs> I went to I went to bed tired. Yeah. I went to bed tired a little bit. <laughs> so there there was plenty. You were saying yesterday you weren't ready for uh, for college basketball to be back. I, I don't no, know. I'm I'm ready for it. Now. I'm I'm not ready for it. And maybe it was just the plethora amount of points that were scored maybe watching some of the KU game maybe that was the reason why I don't know because that was my goodness um, we're going to have some thoughts on in Kansas basketball here coming up here in a little bit we're going to have some thoughts on that we're going to get to some thoughts on college basketball from last night we'll get to all that coming up a little bit later on in the program that'll be our final segment Riley Gates is going to join the show coming up at the bottom of the hour our good friend from on three sports going to stop by the program we'll touch on some college football we'll even get his thoughts on college basketball uh, as that season tipped off last night so we'll get to all that coming up here uh, in just a little bit. Yes, uh, listener Jared texting in our text line, 785-899-2222. Cannot forget about the Colorado Lady Buffaloes taking down number one yeah. ranked LSU uh, in pretty dominant fashion. The only thing I can say on that is that this is what you get. This is this is sometimes the things that you can get when NIL 
hits. It's the negative side of NIL. Mm. It's the negative side of it, folks, because you can look at it any way yeah. you want to, but you brought in a whole bunch of these young ladies. You uh, the, the transfer from Lou, uh, Louisville that came in to play alongside Angel Reese. You know, there can be some drama that can really, and I'm not saying that there is, but you throw in that with that brand new locker room that they got. I'm just telling you right now, uh, sometimes all this stuff doesn't lead to good things. Simple as that. So, LSU, great, great win for Colorado, though. Looked really good. I mean, they, they, they yep. didn't just upset. They romped LSU last night. Absolutely yeah. anytime, romped. Them. Anytime you can 20-piece the champs is a, is a good night. When you, when you have a, a team as star-studded, and like you said, they're, they're basically free agents. They've, they've added all these new pieces, Haley Van Lith being the centerpiece of that, and not a good start to the season for them, obviously. Uh, they've got work to do, but obviously a very talented ball club. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. They've got a lot going on there. But yeah, so that number one team fell. Kansas, the number one team in the men's side, did not fall. They took care of NC Central. We'll get to more of that, like I said, in the, in the segment. K-State lost uh, last night to USC. I, nothing to hang your hat about if you're K-State, but some thoughts on that. Um, wins last night for the Colorado men. Nebraska men both had lopsided victories last night. So uh, that's going their way. So yeah, that's what's, uh, that's what's happening and the college basketball world, which we'll touch more on in our third segment after Riley Gates joins us at the bottom of the hour. we got about 15 minutes to get into our first segment. Once again, if you want to join us, hit us up on our text line, the number 785-899-2222. I'm Ross Volkberg. That's Christian Peck Dimmitt here on a Tuesday morning, uh, November the 7th, 42 degrees outside on our way to a high. I cannot believe I'm saying this of 80 today. It's going to be hot. If you've got any yard work to do, get it done today. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's a it's a warm one. Maybe you're, maybe you're one of those people that likes to get your Christmas lights up. Today might be the day to do that. You're going to have some nice warm temps uh, to put those things up on your house. But uh, nonetheless, uh, our first segment today that we wanted to get into, we've been kind of talking about this for the last couple of days. Was that we wanted to? We're at the midway. We're officially at the midway point of the NFL season after last night. Uh, the Chargers walled the Jets 27 to 6. Um, mm. Domination in all three phases for, well, I should take that back. Domination in two out of three phases for San Diego. Special teams and defense, not really on offense. Yeah. Uh, not a great showing from uh, quarterback Justin Herbert. He did not have a great showing last night. I think he was like, thir- what was his, like 13? To- it wasn't very good. 13 to 26. I think that's what it was. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but uh, let's right. see. Th- 16 to 30. There we uh, go. His- 16 to 30 for 136. <laughs> now, he did become the fastest player in NFL history to 1,500 completions, and Keenan Allen made an amazing catch uh, to eclipse 10,000, or to eclipse, eclipse uh, 10,000 career receiving yards in his career as Los Angeles gets back mm. to 500. But boy, the Jets just look long. I mean, here's the thing you see the schedule, Christian, in the NFL, and you see where the Jets, who they were supposed to play, like the Giants in the beginning of the season opener, and. Um, you know, in, in these other great games, and you're just like, they, you know, the NFL was planning on having Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Herbert. You see that they were thinking. And unfortunately, and I have nothing against Zach Wilson. I think he's in a horrific spot for Zach. Uh, but yeah. now you're in that yeah. spot. But that's my thought. You can just see what the NFL is thinking. Like, oh, gosh, we're going to Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, Herbert. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ratings, Drew. And it's, that, that has completely thrown a wrench into everything when a player gets hurt. Completely throws a wrench into it. So, yep. anyway, all right, let's move on to our. Suddenly uh, you're stuck. So what? So no, suddenly you're stuck with Chargers Jets on Monday <laughs> Night Football, and you got two teams at 500. You're like, all right, 
Well, okay. first and foremost, no, the, no one uh, really wants to watch this as much as. First and foremost, the Chargers should not be at 500. They should be at least two games above 500. Right. The amount of talent that is on the Los Angeles Chargers team is embarrassingly amazing. I mean, Khalil Mack and uh, Joey Bosa and, you know, Derwin James and all these great pieces that they have. And then you throw in the fact mm -hmm. after that you've got, you know, offensively you've got all those great wide receivers. Austin Eckler, I think, is one of the best running backs in the NFL. Uh, and then you got just, I mean, there's so much talent. There is no reason they should be 500. And so the only reason that they can be 500 is because oh, of the coach. Oh, that's been the story. So it's, it's sad. I was going to say, that's been the story for uh, a couple of seasons for them. They're not exactly great at winning games they're supposed to, which is obviously the, the first step as a good coach is you get them to that point. Eckler's finally healthy. He's looking good. You have hope if you're a Chargers fan that you're at 500, but you also like... You have to be better. You should be much, much better. No, you should be. All right, let's get into our game today. And so we're at the midway point of the season. We want to do this little segment talking about, you know, kind of handing out our midseason awards for the NFL. And so we've both sat down. We both put some uh, fingers to the keyboard, pen to paper, however you want to do it, uh, and tried to think <laughs> out. So we have multiple categories. We have MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, one that we created, Rookie, uh, or sorry, New Face in a New Place, uh, Must Watch Player, Second Half Player to Watch, maybe didn't have a great first half, but watch out in the second half, and then Coach of the Year. Those are our four, or sorry, one, two, three, four, our eight categories that we're going to break down here. So, Christian, I will let you kick things off here with your, we'll start with the MVP. Where are you starting with your midseason MVP so far mm -hmm. here in the 2023 NFL season. I will I will forewarn you, I had a little bit of trouble uh, deciding. I made a last-second change, which I usually uh, don't like to do, but I, I will just go with probably the obvious answer, which is Tua. He's leading the league in, in passing yards and touchdowns. Um, I love the idea, though, that Tyreek Hill and CMC are in that race. Uh, I think that the last it's been a long time since you've seen a position player win it obviously it's been a quarterback award for the better part of the last two decades uh but i would love to see them make a bigger run at it obviously especially for cmc you've got to stay healthy tyreek had a poor uh last week i think he had 62 i think it was eight for 62 maybe eight for 72 it was not it was not great it was not the 200 yards uh, that he that he predicted he would go grab against the chiefs uh, but I will go with Tua, and I I think that him, Jalen Hurts, maybe even Lamar Jackson, the other quarterbacks that are up for the award right now, do not have nearly the numbers uh, that guys like Ladanian Tomlinson had to beat out when he had the 28 touchdown season. What you know the the historic numbers that you would have to have as a position player that CMC and Tyreek can do. Uh, I think the quarterbacks they were competing with at the time don't have nearly the numbers. Uh, the quarterbacks that they were competing with at the time uh, have much better numbers than the ones that they would be competing with today. So you're going to, uh, I am going to go. So the MVP to me, the way it's always been, it's like the Heisman anymore. It's a, it's a quarterback-based mm. award. So it's going to be usually quarterback. And so just to stick in that, I'm going to stay. And as much as I would love to see a non-player get it, it won't. It's going to be a quarterback. And the way I've always view an MVP, to me, is it's the most valuable player. So if you took this player away from this team, 
How would the how would the team do without this player? That's how I judge an MVP. That's how I judge it. So, and so of guys that are still healthy that can that qualify for the MVP. I have it down to two people, and I guess I'm gonna play the homer card. And I'm even though I'm not a fan, I'm gonna play the homer card. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with Patrick Mahomes, just slightly over Josh Allen. Both of these guys are playing on teams Whoa. that I just don't know are equipped to be Super Bowl teams at this time that they're playing at the Super Bowl level. Like you could say the Chiefs offensively mm. are nowhere near what they have been because their wide receiving core is young and don't have the the weapons and stuff and then you throw and so they don't have that and so you have that guy that's my I guess that's the reason so and, and the same thing kind of for the Bills a little bit they they don't have a great they don't have really any running game they rely a lot on their quarterback to run um, and the Chiefs are kind of in the same boat. So that's how I kind of came to this decision. I get the, I just believe that if if someone if Tua was got if Tua got hurt, I feel like the backup could come in and get to other they could find ways to get other playmakers involved in Miami. They could find another way to do that. Um now I'm I'm not saying it may it's gonna be on the same exact level, but I feel like you're gonna be good. Whereas if you lose Mahomes or if you lose Allen, I don't know if you do have any really good success. Those guys are carrying these teams with their abilities to the quarterback spot. So I'm gonna stick with Patrick Mahomes as my offensive MVP at the midway point. Yeah, Mahomes in particular, because uh based on your criteria, because of uh how poor, of course, outside of number eighty seven uh that his receivers have been, not only this year, but of course when they won last year. Uh Josh Allen obviously has some more talent on the outside. I'm surprised you do put him up there, obviously, because wins have been so very important to that MVP award in the last few years. I think the Bills are a game over five hundred. Uh, have not looked good as of late, but you're absolutely right. No, no run game out of uh, the Bills at all. They do rely a lot out of Josh Allen. He puts his his big what is he six five his big body on the line every time. Uh, but the I'm a little worried about the idea that Tua uh, just because you take him off that team doesn't mean that he's uh, not playing just as well because I don't want to punish him in a quarterback award because he has so very many weapons. Obviously, A-Chain's injured, uh, but he has weapons all over the field, even without him. Mostert and Tyreek and Waddle, if he can stay healthy. And I, I don't think he should be punished because he has so many weapons. He is still playing at a very, very high level. I'm not punishing Tua. This is just my opinion. So, anyway, we got to move on. We don't have a ton of yeah, time no, to finish up. So, let's move on. <laughs> Offensive player of the year. Where are you leaning? I tell you, I'll, I'll go first here, and I'm just going to steal it for everybody. I think it should be, oh, it's a toss-up. But it's it's one of two people. Mm. Uh, and I'll, I'll just I'll take Tyreek Hill. Of I course. think he's the offensive player of the year. He's been amazing. Watching him... Uh, watching him run route, I, I, I have always said I believe Tyreek Hill is a one-of-one one player. There's only one of him like him in the entire NFL and mm. the entire league. And I always thought that it was interesting that the Chiefs you know, traded him away uh, because he was a one-of-one one player. And if Tyreek Hill was still on the Chiefs roster, th- that 7-2 and two record would be different. It would be different for Kansas City. Uh, they might still be unbeaten. Uh, he's that kind of talent at a wide receiver spot. So I, I, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill, an offensive player of the year. Or, yes, there you go. Yours? Well, especially because you went with Tyreek, I'll just give the flip side here. CMC's been having uh, one heck of a season. It's touchdowns after touchdowns after touchdowns. Uh, I believe if he hasn't 
beaten the streak. I think he's tied it right now, the all-time uh, touchdowns in a game uh, streak. He's looked incredible. Obviously, he's so dynamic out of the backfield. Uh, I get what you're saying is, uh, or what you're going to say, uh, being that that system is so very good. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey has been uh, has leveled that system up. He he's been incredible. He's so lightning fast. He if if Tyreek's one of one, CMC is one of one at his position as well. I think what he can do. You disagree? I don't know if he's one of one. No doubt, I would. He's he's also on my list. Like I gave two options in case you gave, stole one. Of I was, so yeah. I gave yeah, two. Yeah. I have two: Tyreek Hill <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey. Those are mine. But I don't know if he's one mm. of one. He's a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong, an amazing player. And I don't want to take anything away from him. He's great. I don't know if he's one of one. I think Austin Eckler is pretty good too. I think he could do a lot of things that Christian McCaffrey does. In in so, Christian McCaffrey's level, I I think that's outright. I don't think. I don't know. Put, Espe- it, put, put especially this once again. Season, if you put Austin, has been very injured, but okay. But if Eckler's healthy and you put him on the 49ers and you give him that system, no, no, no. I, get I mean, that. I, get I don't that. know. I think he could do that. Where I, I don't think there's another Tyreek Hill in the NFL, and, and, and in football, I just don't think there I, is. I agree with that last part of the statement. I think there is no one like Tyreek. But I think if you put Eckler in the system, yes, he thrives. I think probably any running back. I think we could probably run for a yard and a half a carry uh, behind that line in that system, but I don't think Eckler would have the season that Christian McCaffrey is having. Maybe not. I, I think especially when you're when you're talking about awards, you talk the, the stats mean a little bit more, and the number of touchdowns is obviously incredible, and I think that does mean something. All right, we'll pick up the pace here. Defensive player of the year, who do you have? <laughs> uh, I'm... I'm not mad giving it to to TJ Watt. I think he's been very good on a team, and this is, of course, not bringing wins into the category, even though I kind of did uh, with the MVP. He, he's been incredibly disruptive uh, on the edge for the Steelers on a team that obviously we know that offense isn't doing a lot for you. He's kept them in games almost single-handedly, as single-handedly perhaps as a defensive player uh, can get. Yeah, I, I, he was on my list. My other one that I have is Miles Garrett of the Browns. The Browns mm. have the number one mm. defense. Miles Garrett is the reason for that. He's been great. TJ Watt changes games with his ability to pass rush, to get fumble recoveries, to strip sacks, all that stuff, even interceptions. He does it all. So TJ Watt's great. Miles Garrett has done a great job. That Browns defense has been elite this year. That's why the Browns are having a good year. Oh, yeah. It's because of, of, of the Browns defense and led by Miles Garrett. So those are defensive players of the years. Rookie of the year, we can all agree it's probably going to go to C.J. Stroud. He's been very, very good. Uh, 14 touchdowns to one interception. He's been amazing this year. Uh, But if you had to Mm -hmm. pick another one, who would you go with? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I think what Jalen Carter is doing out of Georgia in Philly on that line has been incredible. Obviously, adding to a very good defensive line there. Uh, he's been very, very high level. I, I, but like you said, I don't think anyone but Stroud is is walking away with this. Obviously, the NFL does offensive and defensive, so they could probably both win. I got two more offensive guys for you there. Once again, they're not going to win because C.J. Stroud will. But how about Puka Nakua, the wide receiver from the L.A. Rams? Nobody oh, knew yeah. about him. He's been unbelievable mm-hmm. for the Rams. And how about your boy, Sam Laporta, tied in for the Lions, has been phenomenal as well. <laughs> two guys to keep in mind. 
for Rookie of the Year, I think, here in 2023 in the football season. Absolutely. Right, let's move on. New face in a new place. Any uh, who stands out to you with a guy in a new place that was not here, not in the same, or not in the same team last year. Now I know they haven't looked great. Uh, he's looked all right the last couple of weeks. Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, I especially like his story. I'd like to see him succeed. Obviously, he's bounced around so much and and had. Uh, some trouble kind of fitting in and finding a place since the Browns. Uh, but he has probably the best weapons he's ever had down in Tampa. Uh, the the run game, like a couple of the, the teams that we've talked about, is not exactly thriving down there. The offensive line isn't uh, particularly standout either, but I think Baker's looked pretty good in a new system and perhaps found a long-term home, at least for the moment, for the time being. I'm going to go with running back DeAndre Swift of the Philadelphia Eagles. Was a lion last Ooh, year, and yeah. Eagle this year has been phenomenal. Uh, running the football, catching the football. Now, once again, great offensive line to run behind. Uh, not that the Lions have a bad one, but uh, he's done a great job, I think, there. Another size to throw in there, DJ Moore from the Bears uh, and David Montgomery for the Lions have been pretty darn good here as well. All right, uh, must play. What's the must watch oh, yeah. player? This was your category. Who's your must watch player? This this is my category. The must watch player uh, essentially is like a you're, they're not on your team. They're not your favorite player necessarily. You know, you don't have a jersey in the closet for them. Uh, but if they're playing, you're watching them. Uh, that you just you just love watching them play. I'll I'll save starting an argument by. Saying Brock Purdy, I just think that would have been a fun one to throw out. Uh, AJ Brown, I think, is at the top of that list for me. AJ, you're Brown. laughing at AJ wow. Brown or no, at no, Brock no. Purdy? I'm laughing at Brock Purdy. Sorry, I'm laughing at Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know. No, yeah, he, I have uh, no, I have nothing against Brock Purdy. I really, truly don't. By the way, shout-outs to him on his bye week. He was back in his girlfriend's hometown of Iowa helping harvest, yeah, which is great. Yeah. So I'm all for him. Way to go, Brock. You're the man. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I have to go. I, I hate to get. I I would give Tyreek Hill, but he already won an award. I'm not going to give him another one. So give me Lamar Jackson. I think he's the player to watch. I mean, his ability to run, to throw. You know, he leads the league yeah. in completion percentage. I think it's 71. percent He doesn't have a lot of touchdowns. He does have some turnovers. He does get sacked. I get it. But boy, any chance he gets a if he gets some open space to run, or he's got the arm to make big time throws. So I think it's Lamar Jackson, watch player to watch. Okay, a couple more quick ones here. Second half player to watch. Maybe someone who wasn't great in the first half due to injury or whatever. Who are you looking for here in the second half? Uh, I think Cooper Cup is an obvious one, particularly uh, if they can get Stafford healthy. He was out this week. He had some thumb uh, issues. I, I don't know, but from what I've read, obviously it's not 100%. He should be back for this week and for the future. I'd love to see Cup start to kind of get thriving. He had a great first week back. Hasn't looked incredible since. I think one of them we saw is last night was Austin Eckler. A couple of touchdowns when he gets healthy. He's a, he's elite. Mm. Uh, he's a phenomenal running back and can do so much. And I love the fact that he's from uh, that he went to college at Western Colorado or at Western State. At uh, I love that he went there in uh, uh, down there in Gunny. I think that's hilarious. And if you, if you ever get a chance to go, it's a beautiful little town out in the mountains. Uh, the highest the highest football stadium in the United States. Uh, it's the highest football stadium in the United States. But that's Ross. And uh, another one to keep in mind here is Joe Burrow. Joe is still banged up, finger issue mm. now, calf. But I'm telling you what, when Joe Burrow was right, that Bengals offense and that Bengals team is a Super Bowl contender, as I predicted when the season mm -hmm. began. I think I said Bengals-Eagles for the Super Bowl. 
I'm still going to stick by that. The Bengals get healthy. Look out. They're a very dangerous team. And our final stop here before we get to break, and Riley Gates will join us next talking some college football. Uh, Coach of the year. This should be easy for you. It should be easy for me. MCDC Motor City Dan Campbell has done <laughs> incredible. What he's what he's doing uh, with the, with this team, especially uh, factoring in where they started a couple of years ago. Lions fans will not soon forget celebrating like we won the Super Bowl because we won one game because it did get that bad. Uh, but John Harbaugh is worth a mention with the Ravens. They're quietly sneaking up the AFC. I believe they're actually tied. Uh, or are they in second uh, place in the AFC right behind the Chiefs? I mean, they've looked very, very good. I think a lot of that is due to Harbaugh. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Those two are fantastic. I'll throw another couple names in there. Mike McDaniel's done a great job with the with the, the Dolphins. And one that, you know, he's not going to win it, but I think he deserves a lot of credit, is D'Amico Ryans of the Texans. You know, that's mm. a team that wasn't expected to do anything. Now, it helps when you drafted a quarterback that turns out to be pretty darn competent when you thought he was a moron, <laughs> yeah. as most people thought he was. But, look, he's a heck of a player. Uh, is he did go to OSU, I mean. I, I know. We'll, we'll, more on that later. But anyway, but, uh, but D'Amico Ryan's done a great job, I think, with that text. Go, like, if you get a chance to watch a game with them, try to, like, where was that guy? Like, I've never heard of Tank Dell and all these other you know, people they've got on the team, yet they're winning games. So I give a coach a ton of credit. Yeah ton of credit for that. So, once again, D'Amico Ryan's, but I could agree more. I think it's Dan Campbell uh, probably is the guy uh, for Coach of the Year. So, there you go. Our NFL Mid-Season Awards here on this Tuesday morning. Okay, we're up against the clock. we got to get to break. Up next, our good friend Riley Gates going to join the program next, get his thoughts on some college football. We'll even touch on some college basketball as well. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.